Testament reading is from Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. We have a great high priest Amen. who has gone into heaven. He is Jesus, the Son of God. So let us hold on to the faith we have. For our high priest is able to understand our weaknesses. He was tempted in every way that we are, but he did not sin. Let us then feel free to come back before God's throne. Here there is grace, and we can receive mercy and grace to help us when we need it. Amen. This morning I'd like to draw our attention to the Gospel of Matthew and the 14th chapter. Uh, there's a story there that's familiar. And the setting of the story uh, is as important as the story, I think. If you read in the verses leading up to Matthew 14, these are the things that are happening. And the, the little words that give us clues that remind us that all of these things are linked together are at the beginning of each of the paragraphs. Uh, the first thing that you should remember is the setting which says, John the Baptist has been killed. So this story is happening in the aftermath of the death of John the Baptist. And immediately following that death, a crowd gathers and Jesus is asked to feed 5,000 people, which he does. And then immediately after the feeding of the 5,000, this is what the story says. This is Matthew 14, verse 22. Matthew 14, 22. Immediately, immediately after feeding the 5,000 and sending the crowd away and sending off the disciples, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat immediately and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, Jesus and Peter, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. If you think about the continuity, the, the sequence of events of this story, I think it speaks almost directly to our times. First of all, this happens in the context of the death of John the Baptist. John is Jesus' cousin. This death was cruel and close. 
This kind of death would have deeply rattled any of us. And when Jesus gets the news, Jesus' first impulse is to run to his father. Jesus takes the heartbreaking news of the murder of his cousin and withdraws. But the crowds won't leave him alone. Did you ever feel like that? You've had all you can handle, all you can take. But then the demands just grow taller. No one seems to care that you're at the end of your rope. Work all day, home exhausted, get dinner on the table, fold the laundry, collapse into bed. What's that noise? Child crying at night with an ear infection? Are you kidding? Does this have to happen tonight? Jesus just wants to hide, to grieve, to talk to his father in quiet. The people won't leave him alone. And they're hungry. And so Jesus reaches deep again and feeds them using a bunch of clueless disciples to do so. It seems to me that Jesus has extraordinary patience with these disciples. But as soon as this is all over, he sends his disciples away, dismisses the people, and heads for the hills. So by this point, Jesus is really tired and grief-stricken, and really in need of his father. But now the boat is tossed by the waves, and his family is in the boat. You may read this story and think this is just about proving that Jesus is the Son of God, that he has power over the natural elements. But I think the story is about more than that. I think it's about something different, perhaps, altogether. Remember, Jesus reveals the character of God to us. And if you can allow yourself to think of Jesus in a depleted state for a minute, don't miss the fact that when the disciples need him, he arrives. They do not face this storm alone. He is the one who comes to the aid of his threatened disciples, regardless of the personal cost to himself, this is a story about the function of Jesus. In fact, the whole expression of his life will be regardless at the personal cost to himself. You know, only Matthew of all the gospel writers adds the second part of the story, the part about Peter. Peter, I think, stands for Christians everywhere who are caught between faith and doubt. Peter wants to believe. He acts on his belief and actually starts out of the boat believing that Jesus is calling and enabling him. Good for you, Peter. But things get messy, and Peter is afraid, and Peter gets distracted from Jesus. But whatever you think about Peter, he does the most natural and intelligent thing any of us can do when we find ourselves in trouble, whether due to our deeds and actions or our beliefs or our circumstances. When in trouble, Call out to Jesus. Though Jesus wonders at why Peter has so little faith, don't miss for a second that once again, the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. Peter calls, Jesus responds, and when Jesus and Peter get back in the boat, things settle down. If 
it's interesting to me that Peter has the faith to get out of the boat in the middle of the storm to begin with. That must have taken some courage. Peter is exercising his faith at a time of crisis. And Jesus is present to save even when Peter doesn't perform so well. Let me mention one last thing. It is interesting that Matthew doesn't say the disciples worshipped him after he got in the boat. Matthew just says those in the boat worshipped him. And I wonder if Matthew uses the more open-ended term on purpose trying to keep from limiting it just to the disciples. Is it that we are all in this boat at one time or another? Is it that sooner or later we will find our boat battered by winds and waves? I think that's likely. Some of us are in that boat right now. There isn't any place that Jesus can't reach you. He can get to where you are. It is the very nature of Jesus to help his children. And even if we don't perform perfectly, or even if our faith wavers or is weak from time to time, Jesus is here for us. Amen. And when things calm down, we should be ready to worship with all of those who are in the boat. In recent days, I've heard folks say, we're all in the same boat. And I've heard other folks correct them and say, we're all in the same, the same storm, but we are in different boats, which is very true. Different crises, different circumstances, same pandemic. We may be in different boats because of COVID-19. We all need Jesus. And we are fortunate. He wants to be needed by us. Isn't that good news? His arm will never be too short to save us. He is our God. In a time of trouble, call on Jesus. I need you, oh, I need you. Every hour I need you, my service together this morning. We thank yes. you once again, Father, that you are present with us, encouraging us by the faithful presence of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the privilege to worship you. We thank you yes. for the truth and power of your word that we've heard today that encourages our hearts. And Father, as we go about our day this day, 
Would you continue to have the truth and power of your word on our hearts? And Lord, your praises, may they be on our lips. We pray this now in the name of Christ. Amen. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.